and we're so glad that y'all are with us tonight. We have a a little special treat for y'all. We do this from time to time, but we're going to ask Sister Marie to come. She's going to be delivering a word for us quickly, and I, I thank God for these young people, and I pray that you thank God for these young people. I know you do, but it takes a lot to stand up and declare the Word of God. And I'm proud of each and every one of these young people that are willing to do so. And they have taken time to dig into God's Word and to pray and to let Him deposit into their spirit. So if you would, like we always do, just stretch your hands towards Sister Marie tonight. And we're going to pray for her quickly as she comes. God, we thank you for Sister Marie. We thank you, God, for what you're doing in her and her family's lives. Lord, we thank you, Jesus, for the call of God on her life. And Lord, we ask right now that you would anoint her to speak, to speak what your spirit is saying to hers. And Lord, that you would move to and through her by the power of your Holy Ghost. And Lord, we love you and we praise you. And the church says, amen. Give her a hand tonight. All right, so what I'm going to be talking about today isn't really anything new to us, but I just felt the Lord like deposit it into my spirit as like a reminder of what we need. Um, But before I do that, I just want to say thank you to Jade for letting me do this. Um, Right before I turned 19, which was three months ago, I heard the Lord say um, that this is going to be the year of a new boldness coming upon my life. And I've already seen that. Um, A few weeks ago, I testified. And I never thought I'd testify, you know. Um, And this is just another way that I can step into that boldness. So um, I'm going to be starting in Galatians 5. Um, I'm going to read a few verses in Galatians, and then I'm going to jump to Romans 8. Um, So in Galatians, it says, This I say then, Walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary are contrary the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. But if ye be led by the Spirit, ye are not under the law. And then in verse 25, it says, If we live in the Spirit, let us walk in the Spirit. Let us not be de- desirous of vainglory, provoking one another, envying one another. All right, and then Romans 8, sa- eight thirteen says, For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye... But if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself beareth witness to our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. So um, the first thing that I have written down is that we can be identified as the child of the one true king when we follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. And that's basically what I'm going to be talking about. And if I could title this, um, I'd simply title it, Let the Spirit Lead. So God does not define us by how much we read our Bibles, um, by how much we pray, or how much we go to church. Um, Sure, those things are all very important, but people do these things all the time without the Holy Spirit present in their lives. 
it is the Holy Spirit within us. It's not our, that actually sets us apart. When we have the Holy Spirit within us, we will begin to walk by the leading of the Spirit. God has a plan for each and every one of our lives, and by surrendering and letting the Holy Spirit lead, we can see those plans unfold in the way that the Lord intends for them to. Um, something that really reminded me of this is um, there's a song called Spirit Lead Me um, by Influence Music, and the lyrics say, if you say it's wrong, then I'll say no. If you say release, I'm letting go. If you're in it with me, I'll begin. And when you say to jump, I'm diving in. If you say be still, then I will wait. If you say to trust, I will obey. Teach me how to follow in your way. I'm done chasing feelings. Spirit, lead me. Um, I think we need to get to the place where this is our daily prayer. Um, for the Lord to guide us through our everyday lives and for us to obey what he is telling us to do, even if it makes the world think that we are going crazy. Um, for example, if the Lord says to go sing a song on the busiest street in Connersville, we should do it. If he tells us to begin to testify in Walmart, we should do it. Anything that the Lord tells us to do, we need to obey because he's going to use us through that to touch the dying world around us. When we fully surrender to the Holy Spirit and begin to follow what he's wanting us to do, we will begin to see less sin in our lives and more blessings, and we will no longer fear what the future holds because we all know it's in God's hands, and we will begin to trust God more. Um, I know I testified about this a few weeks ago, but as many of you know, my grandma was in the hospital for a few months, and you know it was a really bad situation because we re really didn't think she was going to make it. Um, but the Lord was really speaking to my mom and he told her to go up to my grandma pretty much every day and minister to her. And, um, we didn't really have the money for gas. We didn't know how it was going to happen. And, um, the Lord, um, he found, he gave us a way to get up there and, um, she, she went up there and because of her obedience, the Lord began to speak to my grandma, and she's now out of the hospital. She um, she prays every night, and she wouldn't have done that before if my mom hadn't have had went up there and done that. Um, so I'm going to give you guys some biblical examples about being led by the Spirit. Um, in Matthew 4, we can see that Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to prove that Satan proved to Satan that he was, in fact, a mighty man and the son of God. Um, Joshua was led by the Spirit in Numbers 27 when the Lord appointed him to be Israel's next leader. Um, the Lord also gave Joshua some of Moses' authority in that time. And another example is when the 120, is the 120 who assembled in the upper room in Acts 1 and 2. They had stayed there as the Lord had told them to, and they were rewarded with the supernatural gift of speaking in tongues. Um, and if there's, uh, if there were any day to begin to walk in the leading of the Holy Ghost, it's today. None of us know when he's coming back. It could be today, it could be tomorrow, or it could be 30 years from now. But it's important to do so now because you don't want the Lord to come back when you're actively not doing what he wants you to do. And that's really all I have. <laughs> Amen. We need to be spirit-led more so now than ever before. If you would, just stand with me real quick. 
for the reading of God's Word. We're going to be in Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4, I'm going to read real quick, beginning in verse 1. And as they spake unto the people, the priest and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them, being grieved that they taught people and preached through Jesus the, resur- the resurrection from the dead. And they laid hands on them. Turn to your neighbors and said, they got them. Okay, we can do better than that. Y'all churched out? We had church three days in a row. Y'all churched out on me? Come on now. Say, they got them. There you go, Jimmy. Jimmy will help me. And they laid hands on them and put them in a hold until the next day, for it was now evening tide. Howbeit many of them which heard the word believed, and the number of the men was about 5,000. And it came to pass on the morrow that their rulers and elders and scribes and and, and Ananias, the high priest, and Caiaphas, or in, in Caiaphas and John and Alexander, and as many as were kindred, or kindred of the high priest were gathered together at Jerusalem. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, By what power or by what name have ye done this? And Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost... Let me read that again. Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, Ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined on the good deed done to the impotent man, by what means he is made whole? Be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, and even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. This is a stone which was set at naught of your, of your builders, which is become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other, For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. There is no other name given under heaven whereby we must be saved. Let us pray quickly tonight. God, we love you tonight. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the word that you brought forth through Sister Marie tonight. And God, we ask that your anointing uh, would be poured out in this service and that things that are trying to grab hold of the people of God would be destroyed by that anointing. In Jesus' name we pray and the church says, Amen. You may be seated tonight. Acts chapter 3, I love the book of Acts because it's what the church should be. It is not just the history of, of the church, but it's what the church should be. We find in the chapter previous to this, many of you know this, many of you may not, but Peter and John are going into the temple on the day of worship or the, or the time of prayer, and they look over to a man that is crippled 
asking for alms, and they lay hands on him in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth and tell him to take his bed and to walk and to rise up. And the Bible says immediately strength entered into him, and he began to leap, he began to run, he began to rejoice in what God had done in his life. So this is what is happening in Acts chapter 4. Peter and John are being arrested not only for the healing of this man, but for the fact that they are preaching that Jesus Christ is risen from dead, from the dead. That Jesus Christ is alive. You say, okay, that, that, that's nothing in particular. Let me relate it to you tonight. I, I, I'm not going to preach very long at all. But I want you to understand the reason why these men were being apprehended by the religious leaders of their day is simply because, as Sister Marie was talking about, they were spirit-led and the Spirit of God moved to and through them. They were being apprehended literally because the Holy Ghost was activated in their life. They were being, uh, they were being persecuted. They were being uh, taunted. They were, being, uh, they, were, they were in a hearing, so, so, so to speak. They were being cross-examined, so to speak, simply because uh, God was moving in their life. I want you to know this tonight, that it's no different for you and I today. I don't know why we have this uh, mentality that we think uh, that we'll never go through anything, that, that we'll never face anything. Uh, but these men of God uh, began to face uh, resistance, began to face adversity uh, simply because God's Spirit uh, was moving in their life. I want you to know, uh, I say this a lot from this platform, uh, but oftentimes when you find yourself in conflict, uh, in spiritual warfare, uh, it is confirming the call of God on your life because the enemy is coming after those that will allow the Holy Ghost to work in their life. And we see that they, they, they apprehend these men. They begin to cross-examine these men. They, they, they begin to ask them, why are you doing this? Whose name are you doing this in? And we live in a world that, that they, they don't mind if you talk about God. They don't care. If you go to church, they don't care. If you, if you shop at a certain place or, or if you do this or if you do that but they have a problem when people began to stand up in the name of Jesus and began to see signs and wonders performed and began to preach that Jesus is the only way to heaven that Jesus is the only one that can save, set free, heal and deliver. I want you to know that the enemy has a target, a sign for the true church of Jesus Christ a sign for many people if not all people sitting under the, 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 this roof tonight. But I want you to hear what transpires in this scripture. When James or when John and Peter are being questioned, what begins to happen is they said, and by what name, by what power are you doing this? And the Bible says that the Holy Ghost began to move inside of Peter. And Peter began to tell them, it is by 
by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. But I want you to know that they came after him and said, listen, you can no longer speak in that name. You can no longer talk in that name. You can no longer pray in that name. You can no longer preach in that name. And this is what Peter says in verse 20 of this chapter. For we cannot but speak of the things which we have seen and heard. You say, what, what does this have to do with anything tonight? Here, here's where we're going to sit out, sit, sit down and hang out. Is The enemy tells us of the things that we are not able to do. Hear me tonight. The enemy tells your children that they'll never amount to nothing, that they're worthless, uh, that they have no meaning, that they, they don't even know who they really are, that they have no identity. The, but, but listen, parents, uh, what happens to us is you're not a good parent, you're not a good husband, you're not a good daughter, you're not a good son. Uh, the enemy comes after us in many different ways, uh, in different ways for each and every person uh, and tries to tell them all the things that they are not uh, and are incapable of doing. But what Peter says is, I cannot help but speak of what I have seen and heard. Let me just break this down for you quickly. What Peter is telling the religious leaders of that day is you cannot stop me from speaking about what Jesus has done, not only in my life, but in other lives. I want you to hear me tonight that the enemy may come at you in many different ways. He may be bombarding your life right now. You may may not feel anything that I'm feeling up here tonight, but I want you to know what Peter said is what you can say tonight. Devil, you can't stop me. He says, because I've seen too much. I've witnessed too much. I've seen Jesus save. I've seen Jesus heal. We were in here a few weeks ago with a woman that was given up to pass on, but she was standing at the front of this sanctuary raising her hand saying, thank God. I just want to thank Thank God that I'm here. I wish you'd get excited with me tonight because I want you to hear this, that we can tell the enemy, you can come after me, you can try to come after my children, but I want you to understand something, Satan, that you cannot stop what God has started in my life. Hear me tonight. Peter says, listen, I... I I, I cannot help but speak of what I have seen and what I have heard. You see, these religious leaders, really what the problem was is they had a problem with Jesus and they, they were like, listen, we got a good thing going here. Let's not ruin it. Let's not mess it up. And what they were trying to do is they were trying to tell Peter and John that, listen, you don't act that way. You, you don't behave in that manner. And I want you to know that there, there is, there is this, this very ritualistic uh, thing going on in the church where it says that we have to do church the same way at the same time and, and do everything like we've always done it. We shouldn't allow the spirit to move. Uh, that we should have just this form, this ritual, this routine that we should go through uh, and, and, and it'll be fine and, and, and we'll give to missionaries and, and we'll, we'll tithe and we'll do local missions and all those things. I want you to know all those things are good, uh, but I want you to read 
realize something that routine is not setting anyone free rituals is not setting anyone free our religiosity is not sending anyone free what these men were trying to do to Peter and John was say listen just be a little more domesticated just be like everybody else why can't you just get along with with what we're doing well again we got a good thing going here we're making money Caesar's leaving us alone there's there's nothing wrong with what we're doing but Peter says to them again hear me tonight he says listen you cannot stop me because I have seen too much I have witnessed too much he has done too much for me and church I don't care what the enemy may say to you whatever he comes after you we just need to have the boldness to say listen you cannot stop me you say that sounds arrogant no 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 that sounds like identity that sounds like someone that knows who they are sister Maddie you can come to the piano Try to tell him, listen, don't be a zealot, don't be a rebel. I've said this before, say it again. Revolutionary War, to us it was a revolution, to Great Britain it was a rebellion. You said, what does that have to do with anything? The enemy will come in and tell you, don't worship that way. Why do you lift your hands? Why do you, why do you say the things you say? Why do you read your Bible? Why, do you, why are you doing all this? So we have to understand that The enemy has no hold on us. Hear me tonight. I know this is basic. I know this ain't nothing new. But I'm sick of people living defeated for no reason. Other than they've allowed themselves to be convinced that the enemy can stop you. Hear me tonight. Brother Michael... Enemy can't stop you. You know what can stop you? Church, yourself. We want to blame the devil for everything. The devil does not have the authority to stop you. He only has the authority to tempt you. The lust of your flesh. Sister Marie was touching on this. The lust of your flesh. That's what stops you. What stops you is that little, little conscious in, inside your mind that says, you know what, it's just too hard. And you know my big one is I don't feel like it. Do you realize this? The enemy's just using those things, but you're the one that's believing those things. But when Peter was faced with prison, persecution, and they said, listen, we're, here's the deal. Do not speak the name. Do not speak the name. 
He says, you can't stop me. Church, we have to adapt this, adopt this, this mentality that when worship's hard, we got to make up our mind. You can't stop me. I'm going in. It's not anything in ourselves. Hear me. But it's knowing who we belong to. The Bible tells us that the children of God can enter into his throne. We have access. The veil's been torn. No one can stop you but yourself. And Peter, facing all this opposition, he says, for me and John, we've seen too much. Hear me tonight. I've seen too much. I've experienced too much. I've had people ask, why are you so fidgety? I've had people ask me, you just, I mean, you, you I pace, I do all this stuff. Because I don't know about you, but when I have a hard time, Pastor, when I have a hard time, it's not always easy. I don't, a lot of people think because you're a preacher, like when you kneel down and start praying, like God just shows up and what do you need? God's, no, that does not happen. Just because I show up to pray doesn't mean that he's sitting there on a chair waiting for me. No, no, no. Sometimes it's hard. Because you don't feel good, you don't feel like it, you're tired, you're wore out, you got all kinds of things going on. But you know what helps me? What makes me fidgety, what makes me excited is, Sarah, I begin to think how I was lost, but now I'm found. How I was bound, but now I'm free. And I began to think of, of all the times that God began to move for me. What Peter was saying is, I've seen too much. You can't stop me from speaking the name. You can't stop me from laying hands on the sick. You can't stop me from preaching in that name. You can't stop me. Because I know God still heals. I know he still delivers. I know he still sets free. So I want to challenge you tonight as you stand. Do not allow... Do not allow the enemy to hinder and do not allow your flesh to hinder your worship, your prayer life. Hey, it's easier said than done, I know. But you want to know why these men saw power, why these men saw transformation? It's Romans chapter 12. She presents your bodies a living sacrifice holy unto God. They were sold out, Brother Dan. They were not conformed to this world, so therefore they were transformed. church we need transformation but it only comes when we make up our mind and say listen I, God I know I'm going through some junk but I'm not going to stop what you're doing in my life and I'm not going to allow the enemy to stop 
what you're doing in my life. Because what the Holy Spirit has put into motion, the enemy cannot hinder. This is the last thing I'll say. It's the word of God. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. We need to worship like that. We need to teach Sunday school like that. We, we, we need to go to work like that. And I'm not saying that, again, I'm not saying that means you're arrogant. No, no that means when everybody else don't have peace, you have peace. When nobody else has joy, you have joy. Listen, I love what Moses what Moses said to God in Exodus 33. He, he pretty much tells him, because God says, listen, I, I'll send you into the land, but I'm not going with you. He says, Lord, if you don't go with us, then we don't want to go. Because he begins to tell the Lord, he says, your presence is what distinguishes us from everyone else. It's what separates us from everyone else. Is there a presence about you, a confidence within you that when you walk into your place of work, they just say, there's something about you. It's because no one can stop me. Hey everyone, uh, Cameron here from PTC Ministries. I'm so glad that you could join us today uh, for the message here. Uh, I hope the message touched you uh, in a personal way and that you could take that and mold that and move it and let it move you in your life. And as you can continue your walk with Christ, continue your walk with us as well. Follow us, uh, click in the link below in the description there. Follow us on all of our social media platforms. And don't forget to uh, like and subscribe. Uh, I feel like a YouTuber here, but don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel to uh, stay connected with us. Um, and thank you for joining us.